Okay, everyone. So we've got our new episode of the podcast. I've got George Bloom here. We also have an independent contractor here on the podcast as well, too. So welcome, gentlemen. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having us on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. And it's good to have you both on. Um, quickly getting started, George. Um, wanted to get some updates on the farm. How is everything? 125-acre farm. What's the, what's the status over there right now? Everything's going well over there. So last time I updated you, I told you I was getting some animals. So we have some chickens, some horses out there. We're looking on getting the sheep and cattle out there. And this is all in preparation of revitalizing that, but also mm-hmm. to incorporate that farm to table for the Airbnb rental properties that we're working on in there. So we got the five acre property down there that we're working on and also the river property all within about a 15 minute drive to each. So we definitely want to be able to provide that fresh food, fresh produce, produce from the farm to those properties to let the people enjoy that. George, revitalizing a property, revitalizing a farm. Um, Speaking about revitalizing the farm, man, what are some of the pros and cons that go on with that right there? So a lot of work. Uh, A lot of it was just overgrown. You know, the gardens haven't been tended to in probably five, 10 years even. So had to get that going. And uh, the contractor here brought us some family members down as kids. So we got them working on all the gardens, got some vegetables planted, did about a half acre of that. So it's going really well, man. Just a lot of work, a lot of manpower. Absolutely. And when you're doing something like that, man, I mean, you must have your mind set more on long-term thinking. Like what do you, when you think about the farm five years, 10 years from now, what are you, what are you envisioning on that 125 acres? I mean, for the Airbnb properties that we're working on here, we got the river property, the little five acre farm property, uh, the one in the field. What I really want to do is be able to provide fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices, things like that. That would just be, you know, I would love to be able to go to a property and enjoy all those things locally grown. So really sustainable and environmentally friendly. And that's, that's kind of the mindset that I have with all of that. At a time when food prices are going up, is that is that impacting your decision at all? Or a hundred percent, I've definitely had that in the back of my mind. And we've talked about food prices just from you know, you and I went to the grocery store and got a few things, and we're like, "Yeah, how is this two hundred and fifty dollars?" Right, we have, we have three bags of groceries here. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just crazy. You know, that's a thing too, and just. You know, you're all on this organic kick and things like this. And I think it's really important to have locally sourced. You know, you know exactly where the food's coming from on your farm. No herbicides, no pesticides. You, you know, you can guarantee, you know, all your clients and things like that that are staying in those properties. You know, this is locally harvested, zero pesticides, zero herbicides, and, you know, locally sustainably grown. So you've, you're, you're revitalizing a farm right now. Uh, you also recently acquired property on a river. Um, call it the river property right yes. now um gutted most of the place um looking to do the redo the exterior of it H- how's everything going this project man going well you know I, i'm living down in florida right now but i'm originally from here so i've had to put down a contract list here as well so right now everything is completely down to the studs i wanted to get a fresh start here yeah. so it was a lot of outdated there was mold in the basement and things like that so i took everything down to the studs uh, airing everything out and having new design for the floor plan, doing that. So looking at different aspects of that, but that's coming along great. The framing's going in all next week. The roof's going in next week, and then I have the you know, utilities coming in. So they're going to have that done hopefully by the end of next month in July. So we're good to go. Also brought down uh, also an engineer, Dan Riddell. He's here as well. So he's helping evaluate you know the site. It's two and a half acres right on the river. He's a 
he's assessing all of that. So we're going through that, and he's kind of giving me some ideas and things that he might do and things that he recommends. Yeah, Daniel. So as a independent contractor, um, former engineer, um, what, what's been your assessment so far of the river property? Well, the river property is a really nice quality piece of land that has enough area for different buildings that possibly, you know, in the future be built. The focus is right now is on the main house. As uh, George has said that, you know, it, it did. It, it, it needs to be taken down to Bear Stud and redone. I gave him a little insight on some where the room should be and that's fine. And then we evaluated some of the property to see and it looks like there's possibly even two other buildings that will be able to be built on that piece of property and it'll be really nice view of the river and that and it's a great location it seems like he has a lot of flexibility on this property to do different things as time evolves yeah that's that's eventually what we're what will be worked on first would be the main house the that that's the main interest right now and once that's done and it is an airbnb then he can focus on the other two i think that's something that's pretty nice is that if you go get a couple acres of land, you got flexibility to do different things and change stuff over time. If you're getting a smaller lot size, you don't have too many options or flexibility. So it seems like you have a bunch of different options on the table. Right. So property is two and a half acres, and that's excluding 700 feet by 15 feet of the riverfront. So that's not including the two and a half acres. So if you can't that, we'd be pretty close to three acres there. So 650 750 feet of river frontage and the house is kind of in the center of that so you know pretty much an acre on each side of the house there's definitely room to kind of expand and grow depending on say you want to do a shipping container mm. project or something like that yeah or if you wanted to do something go a little commercial and even do up to like maybe a, a five-story little studios overlooking the river i mean there's a lot of possibilities there and right. a lot of a lot of room for creativity there. So I think we just got to get that first project done and the house completed. And then once that's complete, that'll really open the door to grow the rest of the property and make it to exactly what you want. So George, you and I are both doing um, different real estate projects. Uh, we both have a few different things going on with the real estate, which has been fun. It's definitely been interesting. I think part of our career growth in this type of industry has been on being able to do a lot of uh, recon and, and reconnaissance and yes. checking out different properties, checking out different industries, checking out different um, things that are out there. And um, let's talk about yesterday. Uh, yesterday was a interesting, interesting experience as we prepared to go to um, Mount Shoe. Snowshoe Mountain. Snowshoe Mountain, um, where we've heard a lot of good things about um, a lot of ski lodges, restaurants, food trucks, townhomes, condos, houses on the mountain. Yep. And um, we decided to go up there because it's off season. Um, it's June, yesterday was June 25th. So we figure, hey, yesterday's what, Saturday? Let's yep. go up on a Saturday. Quick little cruise up there. It's about an hour and 20 minutes from the farm. We woke up 6 a.m., hopped out of the tent, Yep. did the drive. We're thinking, oh, this is gonna be nice. We'll go look at some properties. And little did we know. Yeah, little <laughs> did we know we're going to look at three different properties that we identified on the internet. Little do we know there's a global dirt biking and quadding event going that was probably housing 10,000 to 20,000 people 
all from all over the world. I mean, what an event that was unknowingly going on up there. Yeah, no idea. A little bit of a <laughs> mess up on my part. We should have did a little bit more research. You know, let's see what's going on in the mountain this weekend. I wasn't even thinking that there's going to be an event like this. Usually, you know, it's known for summertime as downhill mountain biking. This looked like an X game. It looks like a worldwide X game event going on right. yesterday. We had Yamaha, KTM, Kawasaki. Um, a bunch of other major brands. Red Bull was there. Monster mm. Energy was there. I mean, they had giant helicopters, tents, helicopters flying around. News crews. We I mean, couldn't even find a parking spot on anywhere on the mountain. <laughs> so the three properties we went to check out, trying to just do some market research, none of that was accomplished at all yesterday. Instead, we walked in on a massive worldwide X Games event. So. George, we got to speaking about occupancy and occupancy rates. What, what did the occupancy look like on the mountain? So during events like this, it was over 100% occupancy if possible. The few people that we talked to couldn't even find a place to stay. They were literally going to sleep in their car for the weekend. Mm. So that was a great thing to see that there needs to be more places to stay up there. And from just doing a little bit of market research on the Airbnbs and some of the hotels, I think there needs to be a little bit of opportunity for higher end some yeah. luxury properties up there which i didn't see a lot of there were right. some but there could definitely be some more higher end properties up there so we'll we'll circle back in about one to two months um on a middle of the weekday doing research beforehand to make sure we're going during um non-peak hours because we're both very curious to see what this mountain looks like when there's not too much going on we're curious to see how many restaurants are opened up what the what are the conditions of the lodge? Um, what percentages of the occupancy are actually going on during a uh, non X Games style event on the mountain? Um, George, switching gears to um, the townhouse. So we've got my townhouse for sale down in um, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I think everything's going really well down there. Uh, getting a lot of search results on Zillow, a lot of saves on Zillow. Um, I, I like your mindset on how you decided to almost make the property look like a model home. If you wanted to kind of talk to um, the people about that right there and your, your position behind that. Right. So, you know, after you moved out, we got the tenants out of there. They moved out. So we wanted to get that on the market as soon as possible. We had everything painted downstairs. Mm -hmm. We had all the floors cleaned. We had brand new fresh carpet in the bedrooms installed. The garage door, the front door is painted. The entranceways are all painted. This literally looks like a brand new new construction home mm -hmm. in there. And it looked empty when you walk in there. It's really open, a lot of windows, a lot of natural yeah. light. However, it needed to have a little something in there. So I literally live in the same neighborhood. So I just took some of my furniture and went and staged the first floor. And I didn't really want to do the bedrooms. I didn't have a ton of stuff to move in there. However, what I did, I put some chairs, some bar stools, some decorations on the countertops, a coffee table, some candles, some rugs, things like that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did that on the first floor is because, you know, when you go in a house, you're walking around the house. 99% of the time, the realtor, the clients, they end up in the kitchen yeah. talking about the property. Mm -hmm. And when you're just standing in that kitchen looking around, you're like, wow, this is a brand new new construction home. It looks like it's only a month old and it's a model home. Right. That's really what I wanted to kind of grasp a hold of right there. So when people walk in there, they're like, wow, and beautiful home. I, I think that looks great. And I'd actually like to uh, post some photos of what you did right there because I think that can inspire a lot of ideas for other people. Um, getting ready to sell their homes who might want to try to take a similar approach because I'm sure you plan on getting, I mean, I plan on getting top dollar from this and I'm sure you do as well too yes, here. Yes, 100%, 100%. And 
you know, you got it for a great deal in the neighborhood and you can listen to one of our other podcasts, yeah. when to buy into new construction neighborhoods mm-hmm. between you that one percent to fifty percent completion rate of the neighborhoods, you got in perfect timing. You are really capitalizing on the market value of that property. So great job on that. George, speaking about market updates, I mean, I know where I stand with the market. I know what I'm looking to do over the next couple months, next few years. Um, what's, your, what's your current assessment of the market right now? So it's definitely been slowing down a little bit. We can definitely tell that. Um, and that's you know due to interest rates right now. A lot of people pre-qualified for, let's just say, 250 350 whatever. You know, just take $50,000, $100,000 off their original budget just because rates are so high. They can't afford those monthly payments right now. So in terms of you know interest rates and things like that, I've locked in a few clients previously in the last couple of days, probably around 5.5, 5.99. And depending on your credit, you know, if you you know have that below that 650 credit score, I mean, you're looking at like a 6.5% interest rate right now. You know, and those are estimates, of course. However, I mean, it, it's getting wild out there. I've talked to a lot of different financial people and they think by the end of next year, 2023, towards the fall, that's when they think they're gonna see rates drop again. And, you know, if you look at history right now, this is the fastest that rates have risen in the past, I think, like 20 or 30 years or something like that. So, I mean, it has came up pretty fast. They're trying to do a little market correction. We'll probably see that right now. However, market's still strong. Average list price or average time a listing goes on the market right now in the Jacksonville area is between 15 and 25 days, which is still not bad. You're not seeing those 60 days on the market, 75 days on the market, things like that. So... I think it's still a hot market if you compare it, you know, last 15, 20 years. All right. Well, George, um, first off, always appreciate you having on. Uh, Daniel, appreciate having both of you guys on. Appreciate as it. As well, too. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, next podcast, we'll try to do a little bit longer, just in a, a little bit of crunch for time right now. So thank you guys both again. Again, uh, Bobby, real quick, I just want to say happy birthday to you as well, man. June 26th, yeah, I know it's your birthday. birthday. Happy 33rd birthday, my brother. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yes, sir.